Pasuk talks about the story of when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that uh, a Yid was being hit by a Mitzri. So the Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to stand for it. It says Moshe Rabbeinu looked in each direction. He saw that there wasn't a man. So Rashi brings down, what does it mean? He saw that there wasn't going to be any generation that came out of this mitzri that was going to become a ger. So I saw an interesting question from Reuven Yosef Gershonovitz, who was a reshiva in the Negev. He asks that Rashi's derech is always to go with the pshat, pshat. And afterwards, he'll bring a medrash. He says, how come here, the Pasuk says, Vayar Nish, Rashi says the pshat is, he saw that he wasn't going to have any gerim coming out of him. The Pasha pshat in the Pasuk is, is that he looked around to see if anybody was watching him. He was about to kill somebody. He's a, a person that can get into a tremendous amount of trouble if he does this. So why did Rashi just learn Pasha Pshat? He saw that nobody was looking. Pasha Pshat, why is he looking for, for, for the drash? So as he had said, I think a half of the Gavard. He says, Rashi over here is, Vayistos is telling you that this is Pasha Pshat. Why? Because he says, Moshe Rabbeinu here is coming to help a Yid. There's a Yid being beaten by a Mitzri. And he's coming to do a good tazach. And from a good tazach can't come a bad thing. So there's no way that Moshe Rabbeinu was looking to see if somebody was watching. Because he was sure that this is what he had to do, and he has to do it. There's nothing wrong will, will, happen, will happen to him. When you do the right thing, nothing happens to you. So it's not Shaykh that he was looking to see, maybe there's somebody looking. Because if it's right, you do it, and you don't worry about it. Nothing will happen to you. Rashi had to learn the Mechudosh Tegabshat, that he looked to make sure maybe he would have Geirim. That would be on his head. But to be concerned that you'll lose, you never have to be concerned. I heard this you said from many, from, from, from uh, many Chashva sources. There's an expression, they say, you can't, can't lose by winning, you can't win by losing. And a person sometimes in Shul, and uh, he has Cheshbonis about maybe leaving early. He has to run, he has to take care of something. And if he stays in Shul, so maybe he's going to lose out on things. I heard this Yisrael apply to that example. You can't win by losing, you can't lose by winning. If you're going to stay in shul till the end and keep the halacha, it can't be that you'll lose that because of it. It's not shy, it's not shy. How it's going to work out, I don't know how it's going to work out, and maybe it'll work out six months down the line, you'll get the money back. But to lose by winning, you can't do. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to see if somebody was going to be watching him because he knew that if this is the right thing, it's going to be okay. Other things were on his mind. I wanted to mention over here what I thought was a, a, a very nice vart that uh, David Pavarsky was a yeshiva in Panovich. And his son, Vero, who's, who's still alive now, he came to him with a letter he received that somebody asked him to try to use a little bit of pull to get into the yeshiva, to bring his letter son coming to the yeshiva. So Rav David said that, uh, you know, with all due respect, I know this person has pull, but if a boy is not, has to come, and if he's not going to shtag in yeshiva, I'm not letting him come. Let him come. Let me see. If I think he can shtag in yeshiva, I'll let him in. So during the conversation, Abel mentioned to him something. He said it was interesting. In the letter, the letter was written by the boy's grandfather. And in the letter, the, the, the person writing the letter mentioned a, a tzipurno in this week's parasha. The, the parasha describes that Aaron finally bumps into Moshe Rabbeinu. Now they've been separated for a very long time. I think the chesed comes out for a couple of years. They haven't seen each other. So the Pasuk says that when they meet it, when they met each other, it says Vayishak It says that Moshe Rabbeinu gave, uh, that Aaron gave a kiss to Moshe. 
So the Tzipurna writes on this, why did he, he give him a kiss? He said he gave him a kiss like you kiss a Sefer Tayyar, a Davar Kaddish. So the Zayda wrote in the letter, he said, You would think, after not seeing his brother for years, why is he kissing him? Because he's seeing his brother. He was kissing him because he's a Davar Kaddish, and like you kiss a Sefer Tayyar, you love him. So when he mentioned this, David said, the Bachar is accepting Yeshiva. He says, I understand, you just said that he has to get it on his own merit. He said, if you're telling me this day that had such an espilus from the mesikas of a Sipurno, that shows that the Zayda has an Abbas HaTayra. Zichri went through into his, into his Enikol, and he's going to do fine in Panavesh. He accepted on the spot. He held that the Mesikas HaTayra is something that goes in the blood through the generations, and he doesn't need the fire. He'll be Matzliach in Panavish, because if a Sipurno could be so, so inspiring to him, a Moslech to get Sipurno, that was enough already to, to, to let him in. I'm going to say over now a Chiddush Nifla from, from Chatzel Levenstein. You have to be Chatzel to say this, but it answers two good kashas. It says, It says, Klai Yisrael started crying out to Hashem Ne'avoyda. So it says Rashi, why are they screaming particularly now? So Rashi says, because Chatumei Mitzrayim said, Ein lecha refua, Ella, if you're gonna, they, they told Paro, you won't have a refua unless they shecht 300 Jewish babies and you bathe in their blood. So Rucham asked this question. He says, right, I have a doctor here. He says, what, what, what refua comes from bathing in blood? How are we supposed to fathom that it makes any sense that you can get refuah from bathing blood. Then he says another nice ha'ara. He says, it doesn't say roifei mitzrayim. Rashi's lashon is chaitumei mitzrayim. What does the chaitumei mitzrayim over here have to do with refuah? So he says a chidish nifla, but he says, he says that Paroi was not looking for refuah's kashmias. He was looking for refuah's ruchnias. And he said Paro was not zafridin with his level of achzarius. In other words, in order to beat the Jews, the Farach, he needed to get to a higher level of Azarius. And he just, just didn't feel he was there. So the Chaitumei Mitzrayim told them with their Chachma that if you take 300 Jewish babies every day and you shech them and you bathe in the blood, such a Maisa is such an Azarius that you'll heal what you're missing in life. You're missing in life to have that Azarius that, that'll that yield the Achzorius that you're looking for to be able to be an Achzor that you are in the Yiddish people. So he used to say over that you see that a person has to understand that when he takes upon himself a Maisa of Achzorius, you just know is that it's not the Maisa itself, but he's being moiled in him a Kayach of Achzorius for, for, for Abek. In other words, they were telling him that if you plant a Maisa of Achzorius that you plant inside of you will define who you are. He went on the Dover Tayyip. When a person does a Maisa Tayyip, it also changes who the person is and it gives him a Kayach. I want to share with you just a, a, a Maisa that, that happened and, and, and Hashem sent me a gift, so I'll share it with you. It's not really connected to the parasha. I was learning with some Yeshiva Bachim, a Mishabura. And I said over guys, I said, this is not Kabbalah, this is Chavetz Chaim. So I told him, it says in, it says in Chavetz Chaim, in the, in the Mishabura, that when a person says the words by Shema, Vahavtas, Hashem, Alekecha, Bechol, Uvavcha, Bechol, Nafshecha, the Chavetz Chaim says that you're supposed to try to imagine as if at that moment a Nazi was taking a gun to your head and saying, if you don't bow down to Gatchka right now, I'm going to shoot you and kill you. And you have to go through that process in your brain and say, I would do it. 
would do it. Say I would do it. I would tell the guy, kill me. I'm not. So it was an interesting experience because right away, four boys in the class came up and they said to me, Rabbi, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would, I would, I would, I would save my life. I wouldn't do it. So it was, it was, it was a little shocking. Like, you know, it's, it, I don't know. So I was speaking to someone, Chavermein, he's a Rebbe in a different yeshiva. I told him, ask your Bachem the same Shaila. Came back to me also. A couple guys in his class also. Rebbe would not do it. Not made it. But one of the four boys came to me with a very interesting Tzach. He said, he didn't just say Rebbe. He said, Rebbe, I'm being honest with you. I'm not holy by it. But he said, but tell me how to get there. He said, okay. He told me to have a time. He said, I, I want to get there. I want to be able to be confident that I could do it. I'm not there yet. Now tell me, how do you get there? So I'm honest, he stumped me. Like it was on the spot. I was like, I hear. I, I, I. Like we know that you know our Zaydas and our Babas, so they didn't have the Shaila. It was, it was in their blood. But if someone's coming and asking you, they're not there. So how do you get there? How do you get there? So this week, a friend sent me a gift. I don't a gift from Hashem. I was reading something that Natsio Salomon went to Beis HaKvaris. And I don't know, unfortunately, the history, but it was a Beis HaKvaris of the Kedosh Helm. I don't know the story with Kedosh Helm, maybe, that, maybe other people know, but apparently there was a, there was a mass grave with, which has a Kedosh Helm, and they all went, and they were Moise Nefesh al-Kedosh Hashem, holding a Sefer Torah, dancing and singing Adain Alam when they went to their deaths. I'm giving up their lives. So Matasio was, was, was standing at that place, and he came and he says he wants to address this question. He says, we're standing in a place where people were Moiser Nefesh HaKedosh Hashem. He said, how did they get there? How did they get there? How did they get to the point where they're willing to be, willingly be Moiser Nefesh? Asking the Shiloh. So this is what he said. I think there's, there's, a, there's a, a, gold, a golden nugget in this and something that's very practical to, to, to take out. He says that there's a pasuk in, 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 in Sefer Bereshis that says, Im Yesh Esnaf I think, if I remember correctly, it's it's by in Parshas Chayisara, where uh, they're discussing the Mars Pela. and Avram says, "Im yesh es nafshechem mesi." Says Rashi, "What's im yesh es nafshechem? If your nefesh wants," says Rashi, "nafshechem is ritzaynechem. Your nefesh, your soul, is your desires." As I in Rashi, "nafshechem is ritzaynechem." So Matasiyo said that it says in this Rashi that your ritzaynos. Or who, what, what your soul is, is your, is your life. So Matasio said that if a person spends time in his life working on breaking his rotsen for Hashem, that's the training ground for teaching him to give up his life for Hashem. Because if Rashi is telling you that Ritzaynachem is Nafshachem, that there's a Gevisa Bechina of Nafshachem in Ritzaynachem, that's how you get there. That's how you get there. The training ground. It's not, it's not an easy jump. You got But if we can employ in our lives that we really want to do something, and the Ebershah says no, and we just don't do it, and we train ourselves over and over to break Ritzayinachem, by breaking Ritzayinachem, it'll bring you to be able to give up Nafshachem. That's what he said over at this moment. I think it's a more ridiculous thing that this person, this buffer, told me such an interesting thing. He says, Rebbe, how can I concept... How can I conceptualize doing something in my life that will end my life? He was having a very hard time imagining it. So Ramatzio was saying, so start at something that you can't conceptualize in your life. Breaking your ritzayinus within your life, that's something you conceptualize. And he's saying that if you do that, when the time comes, you'll be able to do that. I think it's a gewaltige itz and a gewaltige insight that he's giving us for a person to be able to get there when he has to get there. 
I uh, there's a, there's a, I don't usually speak out just a, a, a reason, but 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 there's an Evan Evan has in this Pasha, which is I think also a, a big limud. He asked a question that I pondered, and he wants to know why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, Milano Godwin Moshe Rabbeinu had to go through the experience of living in Paris house. I mean, the source of all tumult. Why, why did Hashem be misavir sivum? Why was that a necessary thing to happen? So the Ebenezer says the following idea. Now keep in mind, Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anubi Kaladam. So he says, the Ebenezer says that Moshe Rabbeinu, if he would have grown up as the way all Klai Yisrael grew up, he would have grown up in a matzav of shiflus. Shiflus means low down, like downtrodden and beaten down. He quotes, the Ebenezer quotes this later, he says, when Klai Yisrael were by the Yamsav, it says, says the Ezra. He asked the Kasha that I'm sure everyone thinks about. There were 600,000 Jewish people. What are they afraid of the Mitzram? They could have fought back. They outnumbered them far, far, far away. <laughs> says the Evan Ezra. Because these Mitzram were their Adon. They were their master. And they had a certain shiflos, they call it slave mentality, that they couldn't fathom the idea of, of fighting back. It wasn't, it wasn't in their lexicon. Says Avanezer here, if Moshe Rabbeinu would have grown up that way, he would never have been able to do two Yisaitistic events in his life. He says, this story that he killed the Mitzri, says Avanezer, where did he get that Gvura to kill a Mitzri? Where did he get that Gvura by Sipaira to chase away the Rayim? That You can't do that if you're a Shafa. That came from growing up in Malchus, growing up in a, 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 a Midah of Malchus, gives the person a Kayach to, 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 to make, to act as a leader, to act as a leader, and, to, and, and not to be beaten down. When you have to make a decision, you have to do something, do something strength. I just, this, this Evan Ezra was machazah to me, an idea. That this in no way is a stira to Moshe Rabbeinu being on a And I'd like to explain that. Why? So he had Gvura, he was able to, 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 to be that person that, not a shuffle, but he was on a mikoladam. Eighth grade Rebbe, his name was Rebbe Mandram. So he told us that when Moshe Feinstein came down to, to, to Baltimore, once he came down to Baltimore on the train, so he took all the, the, the Cheder boys, I think just the eighth grade, whatever it is, they all came to the, the train station. comes to Baltimore. So he said that they had, I don't know, it was 50, 100 boys standing by the train, and the train door opens. Yeah? So he said, Moshe Feinstein walks off the train. So all the boys start screaming out, So he said he made a big roshim on him. That he said he would have thought, Moshe Feinstein was Yehudah, Grace on him. He would have keep, kept walking and run. Kilu, he didn't hear them. And he was in his... He said Moshe stopped when he walked outside. He listened to the whole bracha. And he said, Amen. And then he kept walking. And I still remember him planting this inside me. He said over, because it's absolutely not a stereotype nevus to know who you are. He said, Ramayusha Feinstein knew that he was a Godel Adar. And that a Godel Adar, you make a bracha on. And that's not a stereotype. Knowing your godless, knowing your greatness, is not a stereotype to being an Anuf. You have to know how great you are, so you should know how to be able to be a leader, and how to be able to go kill a mitzri if you have to kill a mitzri, and how to go save someone from the, from the shepherds if you have to. You have to be able to have gvura, and that is a realization of who you are. That's not a steward to being an anav. You could be a person that's an anav and still have the gvura. Just to end with this last idea, Chavetz Chaim used to like to say this, 
that there are people that find themselves in certain situations, whether they're at work or in a situation, in a hospital, whatever it is, and they say, in this situation, I can't serve Hashem. I can't. It's not conducive. When I'm home and I have my chavrusas and my davening and my learning, I can serve Hashem. But this place, I can't. When, I'll get back to it again, but I can't do it here. So Chaim used to say that a person has to train himself to always say these words. He says, He used to say, a person has to say, Oymei means present tense. Admas Kaidashu. Realize wherever you're standing, it's always Admas Kaidash. You can always connect Akash Baruch. You can always accomplish. There's no place that's not Admas Kaidash. Every place is Kaidash and it's fertile for a person to grow. Interesting. So this is one key. If you want to get there, there are certain things that are separating between you and Hashem. Take away the things that are separating you and Hashem, connect to Hashem, and then wherever you are, you can accomplish. You just have to break, break down the barriers. I saw that somebody said that they saw written down. One of the Gerarevs said they, they saw a Ksavyad. I think he bought it for like 100 rubles. A Ksavyad from the Chasam Seifer, from his own handwriting, that he saw in a dream. That was shot in the shame Hashem, Eka Asher Eka. What was the name? Eka Asher Eka. So the Chavetz Chaim said he saw, the Chasam Seifer said he saw in a dream. Eka Asher Eka means, Hashem says, I will be with he who is with me. I will be with the one that is with me. Eka, I will be. Asher Eka, with the one that's with me. Shem says that if you connect to me, if you want to connect to me, I'll connect to you. If you're willing to break the the, the, the boundaries, that, that's the Chavetz Chaim. Reach out to Hashem, Hashem will come down to you, and then wherever you are, it's Admas Kaitish. It's always Admas Kaitish. There's no such thing as a place that you can't connect to. But Shemayim, we should always be to, to realize and, and, and understand the idea of Admas Kaitish.